Hello, and welcome to Dinner at Yiffenies with your host, Take a Ironhoof. You know, people tend to say a lot of things about zebras, but are any of them actually true? A chance meeting with a mutual friend allows a horse to find out for himself with the help of his zebra roommate. On tonight's episode, I will be reading the first of three stories from one of my online acquaintances and favorite authors, Zaggy Norse. Zaggy was incredibly influential in my journey from not only the moment I got into the furry fandom, but also in the creation of this very podcast. This episode, along with the next two, is one of the few ways for me to give my thanks to him and his constant encouragement. I'll leave links to his fur affinity and so furry pages in the description of this episode. With that out of the way, let's get into the story. What They Say About Zebras by Zaggy Norse Shut up! I told you, keep your voice down. Aw, oh, come on, stud. Nobody cares. The rabbit reached over and groped Mark's crotch, and the stallion flinched. The bunny snickered, one ear flicking down over his face, contriving to look innocent. Oh, big stallion, sir, he said in a high-pitched voice. You must work in a supermarket because you're packing meat. Mark rolled his eyes. Quiet. Let's just get inside. He fumbled with his keys, feeling exposed in the hallway. After an eternity, he managed to get the door unlocked and shoved the rabbit inside, glancing up and down the corridor. He had known it would be a bad idea to bring the rabbit back to his room, but the bunny's room was unavailable, and Mark was too horny to think of a better idea. He knew for a fact that his zebra roommate was away for the weekend, for a change, and it seemed he had escaped notice from any overly curious neighbors who might find it interesting that the oh-so-straight paint stallion was smuggling a slutty rabbit boy into his room. He relaxed a little, pushed his glasses back up his face, and shut the door, then reached for the light switch. The rabbit giggled in the darkness. Leave the lights off, stud. It's romantic. Mark doubted that. The bunny's idea of romance seemed to be waiting more than three minutes before he raised his tail for the horse. But he let his hand fall and groped towards the voice in the darkness. Oh, I'm just a lost little rabbit. I do hope there's no big, horny, well-stung stallions lurking around here, ready to take advantage of me. A cheeky hand squeezed his ass, and Mark snorted, reaching out and grabbing a lapine arm. The rabbit giggled some more, sliding his other hand along Mark's arm, squeezing the bicep. Oh no, I am caught. Woe is my ass. Please, Mr. Stallion, don't be gentle. I've been a very naughty rabbit. Mark growled, getting pleasantly aroused by the rabbit's teasing. Damn right. Let's do this, bunny. He pulled the smaller fur roughly towards him and heard a crystalline crash as something smashed into pieces. Ah. Oh, Crap. Uh, don't move, he told the rabbit, then clopped carefully over to the light switch, shards of something crunching under his hooves. The light illuminated a smashed glass vase on the floor with a pool of water and some doomed flowers. Mark frowned. Where had that come from? 
The rabbit, meanwhile, looked at the glass pieces surrounding him, nibbling absently on an ear tip. Oh, daffodils, he said, staring at the flowers. I love those. He shrugged. Don't worry, stud. Watch this. Judging the distance carefully, he made a standing leap over the broken glass and landed on the couch, his little body bouncing a couple of times. Stretching out luxuriantly against the cushions, he sighed and winked at the amused stallion. Super Rabbit to the rescue! Now come over here and... He was interrupted by a perfunctory knock on the door, which then immediately opened. A zebra stallion walked in. Hey, Mark, I... He began, then stopped dead, staring at the rabbit. The bunny seemed equally surprised to see him, carefully sitting up. His eyes flickered from the zebra to the horse who had brought him there. His eyes flickered from the zebra to the horse who had brought him here. Mark felt a cold sweat. Colton was supposed to be out all weekend. He clamped down on his sudden panic and tried to affect a nonchalant air. Oh, hey, Colton. Back, uh, back already? This is... He pointed casually at the rabbit for a few seconds in silence. Dang it. What was the rabbit's name again? A friend, he finished lamely. Well, good job there. Totally smooth. Not at all noteworthy. His cold sweat intensified. He needed to get the rabbit out of here. He could invent a better excuse later. Colton luckily seemed to have something else on his mind entirely. As if breaking out of a stupor, he blinked rapidly. No, yeah, yeah, um, left a thing here. He stared in chagrin at the smashed vase and flowers, and Mark realized where they'd come from. Then the zebra looked at the rabbit, with an oddly apologetic look, before awkwardly reaching out a hand. Hi, I'm Colton. Pleased to meet you. The rabbit, meanwhile, was behaving very strangely. He had a massive grin on his face, staring first at the zebra, then the horse. He ignored Colton's hand, pulled an ear down across his face again, and casually fiddled with the tip of it. You guys are roommates, huh? He asked, with excessive casualness, and nodded along at their confirmation. Then he took a deep breath, grabbed each ear in a hand, pulled them down on either side of his head, and squealed in delight, before actually hopping up and down on the couch a couple of times in excitement. The equine stared at him in confusion. What? began Colton, before the rabbit raised a finger to silence him. Shush, Stripey! Let me savor this. He looked at both of them and giggled. Too perfect. Carefully, he got off the couch, avoiding the broken glass before reaching down to pick up the daffodils. He smelled them and smiled at the zebra, who looked guiltily away. You remember? He crooned. Mark blinked. Remembered? Remembered what? The lapine slut sauntered over to the door, then turned back to face them. Here's a riddle for you two. What's tight? and warm, and fits both of you. He gave them a huge, sunny grin, before pulling down his pants, bending over and exposing his ass to them, fluffy tail waving cheekily above. Getting back up, he sighed happily and opened the door.
Have a fun night, you silly gay horsies. I'll see you both soon, I'm sure. The door slammed shut, and the equine stood in stunned silence. Then Colton yelled at the closed door. I'm not a horsey! He shouted, then looked sheepishly over at his shocked roommate. You know I don't like being called a horse, he mumbled. Mark was more direct. You're gay? Colton looked at him, annoyed. Yeah, so? You're gay, too, apparently. And, and you had sex with Stephen. Mark snapped his fingers. Stephen? He shook his head at Colton's confusion. Couldn't remember his name. Was really bugging me. He paused and shrugged. Yeah, I did, but so did you. The two stared at one another. Colton's lips pursed. So... So this is kind of ridiculous, don't you think? Why didn't you say something, Colton? Why didn't you, Mark? Because, well, you know. An uncomfortable shrug. Didn't want to deal with stereotypes and that stuff. Plus you're a zebra. Everyone knows. He failed to stop talking quickly enough. Knows what, Mark? asked Colton angrily. Oh, let me guess. All zebras are bi, and we fuck anything with hooves, is that right? Screw you, dude. Oh, hold on. That's what you were afraid of, I guess. Way to avoid stereotypes, he glared at the horse. Mark's cheeks flushed with embarrassment. No, dumbass. I didn't mean it like that. I... I don't know. He took a deep breath and let it out again. Listen, I I'm sorry. I really like having you as a roommate, no matter what, and I thought you were this big, straight guy who might not like a faggy little horse, so I kept it to myself. And anyway, you're gay, not bi. And you did sleep with Stephen. He doesn't have hooves. And I'm a top, so I'd be... Mark realized he was rambling now and cut himself short. Look, do you really want to make a big deal out of this? I'm gay, you're gay. I mean, it's cool. I'm glad we found out, but it's not like we've got to have sex now or anything. Colton looked at him sternly for a moment, then shook his head sadly. No, Mark, you're wrong. Mark's ears dropped, and his little heart fell a little at that. Was Colton really upset at what he had said? But then the zebra smirked and continued. Gay law says that we have to have sex now, else the gay police will come and take our gay cards away, and we won't be allowed into share concerts anymore. The bad news is, I'm also a top. So bend over, bitch. Colton grabbed his crotch and hefted it, winking at the horse. Mark snorted, turning away and hurrying into the kitchen. Give me a break. He hoped the zebra hadn't seen the bulge in his pants. He was a very good-looking guy, and his flirting was pretty hot. Why are you back here anyway, Colton? I thought you were out all weekend. I was going to get laid, man. You ruined my night. And you're gay, and you're talking about fucking, and you're sort of really hot. His ears flicked at the thought, and he hoped the zebra didn't know about that little tale of his. He pushed his glasses back up his nose. I guess now that you're gay, the cock-blocking has already begun. He dug through the cupboards, looking for a dustpan and brush. I was gay before, you know, 
Colton called out after him. Not like you made me gay with your stupid sexy horse magic. And, just by the way, you smashed the vase. That cost a lot, man. Colton paused and looked across the room into a mirror on the far wall. And listen, if you need to declare your undying lust for my incredible body, you go right ahead, Kay. I mean, you wouldn't get hard watching this. He flexed, looking seductively into the mirror. Oh, hey there, gorgeous stripes. How are you doing? Mmm, irresistible. Let me restrain myself. But the bulge in his pants didn't get any smaller as the rather buff zebra flexed in the lounge. Mark had always been careful to avoid showing arousal around the other equine, lest his little queer secret come out. But the truth was he had always found zebras sexy. They were such cocky creatures, and their dicks were simply gorgeous. And their asses. Every zebra he'd slept with had had the tightest, roundest, most delicious ass he could remember. He knew that the whole stereotype about zebras being unstoppable, bisexual, ungulate chasers was crap, but he definitely suspected there was a case to be made for them all having heavenly butts. He found the cleaning items and returned to the lounge, casually angling his traitorous crotch away from Colton, and tried to ignore the flexing zebra. He knelt down to sweep up the broken glass. Colton watched him, humming a few scraps of final countdown, then sidled up to the horse and began grinding his crotch against his exposed rear. Mark jumped. Quit it! His ears flicked about some more. Aw, oh, you like it, you big queer. Nice thick cock for your bubble butt. Sir will only find the finest zebra dong in this apartment. Colton was clearly enjoying himself a lot. Piss off. I told you, I only top. Your dick's just a signpost that tells me fun in rear. Which was true. But the feel of that thick meat against him, just a couple of layers of clothing separating fur from striped fur, was almost enough to make him reconsider. Not that your stupid ass could fit me anyway. There. He could give as well as he got. Whatever, bro. Colton stepped away, humming his song again and chewing on a lip. The problem was, he did sort of fancy his somewhat adorable roommate. The dorky horse spent half his life in a book like a weirdo, but he had a gorgeous snow-white mane, an easy smile, and a calm and confident demeanor that made everyone around him feel at ease, Colton included. It was why he had quietly had things arranged so that they could continue to be roommates even after he had graduated. Plus, if he was honest, he had snuck a few glances when the horse was coming out of the shower. He'd had to be quick, since Mark had always wrapped up fast, and he liked what he saw. He just never thought he'd get a chance. He sat down on the couch hiked a leg over the armrest, and watched Mark finish cleaning up the mess, considering. There was one thing that would definitely work. As his roommate tossed the shards of the vase out, Colton called out, How about a deal, horsey? Huh? A deal for what? A deal to decide if I'll bottom for you. The sounds of scraping ceased. A few seconds later, Mark's head poked around the door eyes curious. What sort of deal? Oh, you know, 
Colton made a show of thinking, and Mark snorted in dismissal. Oh, fine, fine, Colton acceded. The deal is, you get my incredible, once-in-a-lifetime ass if, and only if, your dick is bigger than mine, hard. Else, I get your sad, flat, horsey one. In truth, the horse's ass was pretty great-looking, but now was not the time to build up his confidence. So, what do you say? Loser becomes the winner's bitch? Sure. Yep. Deal. The horse's instantaneous response was a little unexpected, and the enormous smile on his face made Colton frown. But he was absolutely sure that he was bigger. He might only have seen the horse's cock on the sly, but there was no way he beat Colton. Mark reached down into his pants and pulled out a plumping horse cock, letting it hang. He looked expectantly at Colton, who quickly pulled his jeans down a little and coaxed his own member out. The two equines sized one another up, and Colton grinned. Zebra jeans win again. Turn around. Wait. Mark raised a hand. You said hard. This isn't over yet. He grabbed his cock firmly in one hand and began sliding along his length. The spongy flesh crested slightly just in front of the motion, forming a faux medial that traveled up and down as the stallion pleasured himself. Colton watched for a second, enraptured, before he caught sight of Mark grinning. Listen, the horse drawled. We don't have to do this, you know. If my dick is just too gorgeous for you to resist already. Colton huffed, grabbing his penis and duplicating the motion. In your dreams. Or maybe I was. He smiled sweetly, and Mark grinned back. The two equines watched one another keenly, each rather turned on by the sight of the other. After a minute, they paused, breathing heavy. Both dicks hung thick and low, pulled down by their mass. Um, do we have a measuring tape? Colton asked. I've never bought a measuring tape in my life, Colton. Have you? Nope. For a moment, the equines just stood. Then Mark stepped forward, standing right in front of Colton. What? The zebra began, before he felt Mark's hand grab his dick and lift it up, doing the same to his own. He pushed them together and squinted. Lean down, you're a little taller. Colton nodded dumbly, distracted by the feeling of another blood-warm dick squeezed against his. He lowered himself a little, then blinked. Wait, wait, no, this wasn't right. Mark was smiling as he measured out a difference in length between the cocks. Maybe half an inch, but unmistakably there. The zebra was the smaller of the two of them. Colton's mouth fell open, and Mark chuckled. Well, you've got the right attitude, but that's not the hole I'll be having. He stepped back, letting their dicks flop down again, and reached under his waist, grabbing a shirt and pulling it up. Colton was met with a trim figure, with a slash of snow-white body hair running down from between his pecs and into his crotch. His pants came next. And shoes, leaving the horse standing nude, massaging his dick with a hand. He looked the zebra up and down and raised an eyebrow. Well, he asked. Come on, you made the bet, now you pay up. I bet you thought you'd win, huh? 
By the way, I never fully drop unless I'm going to have sex. So if you've been spying on me in the bathroom, you should have added a couple of inches into your guess. He slapped his thick penis against his palm, the meaty noise filling Colton's mind just as the sight of it filled his eyes. It was so big. Uh, now? He asked nervously. He felt his asshole clenching. It had never taken more than a curious finger once or twice. An entire horse cock was surely going to hurt like, well, a horse cock. Yes, now, jackass. I was going to have a real nice evening with Stephen, and you interrupted. And I'm seriously horny. And you said the loser has to bottom, so strip, slut. The horse had been advancing towards him as he spoke, and the final words were barked assertively right into his roommate's face. Colton gasped, his dick twitching ever so slightly. Mark kissed Colton's nose and smiled. Don't worry. I'm a very good top. I'll treat you right. Dump those clothes, bitch, and I'll get some lube. He vanished into his bathroom. Colton stood frozen for a moment. He didn't think he could do this, but he couldn't deny a big streak of curiosity and arousal. Mark was such an unassuming horse usually. Seeing him get aggressive and dominant was unexpected and fun. His asshole clenched some more. Did it agree? Or was it scared? Yeah, okay. Maybe he could do this. Shit, if a damn bunny could somehow fit that into him. So could he. He stripped down quickly, kicking their clothes aside and rubbed his dick a little. He tried to remember what Bottoms had done for him that he'd enjoyed a lot. If he had to bottom, he could at least try to be good at it. Mark returned with a bottle of lube to the side of Colton on his back, on the couch, legs splayed, and held wide by his arms. He stared in disbelief and then burst out laughing. What? What are you doing? He managed to sputter. The zebra blushed, a charming look on his striped face, and quickly released his legs, mumbling. Someone did that once for me, and it was really hot, so... Mark, still sniggering, waved Colton to his feet. He stood in front of him, smiling, looking into his eyes. The zebra had big brown eyes, filled with trepidation at the moment. He smiled back at Mark, then leaned in slowly, slowly, for a kiss. He got a slap on the muzzle. Hey! Confused, he frowned at the smaller horse, but Mark put a finger over his lips. You're a dumb bitch, Colton he said in a tone that brooked no disagreement. As Colton took a breath to reply to this too, Mark grabbed his nipple and twisted it. Ow! yelled the zebra. Hey, this isn't fun, Mark. This is fun for me, though. So, so, so fun. Mark squirted some lube out onto his hand and put the bottle down. And that's all I care about tonight, Colton. You're my bitch. By your own rules. Stand still. His command froze the squirming zebra. His dick jerked again as the horse took control. He slid the unlubed hand around the horse's side, gripping the skin and feeling the hard muscle under it. He murmured with the delight. I've never actually daydreamed about you before, Colton. 
I'm very good at ignoring straight guys. They're just a waste of my time. But you're a very... A fucking hot zebra. And I can't wait to be the first to fill your hole. He leaned forward, taking a deep sniff of the zebra, nickering. He smelled of the crappy air freshener he used in his pickup, and of deodorant, and of male zebra. He knew that last one well. As he did that, his other hand snaked down and probed cheekily under the zebra's tail. Colton jerked and surprised at the touch, as Mark expected, and as his mouth opened, the horse thrust his own against it, tongue snaking inside his roommate's mouth. Colton, his senses overloaded, just gave in and melted into the horse's kiss. Their tongues danced around one another, and Mark pushed a fingertip into the zebra's hole, feeling only a little resistance before he slid in, up to the knuckle. He broke the kiss and rested his head on Colton's shoulder, listening to the zebra's stuttered breathing. Oh, look at that, stud, Mark whispered into his friend's ear. That tight little donut might as well have had a visitor's welcome sign over it. You sure you were top? Grinning, he pushed his finger in deeper, feeling the zebra's entire body tense and then relax again. He slowly pulled it out, then pushed back in, repeating, waiting, expecting. Colton moaned. Mark's finger felt too damn good. He had tried to resist giving the horse any indication that he liked what was being done to him. If he could deny him that satisfaction, it would be something. But he was starting to enjoy all this far more than he expected. When a second finger joined the first, he moaned again, much deeper this time, then slapped a hand over his mouth. Mark tutted and pulled away the hand. Mark tutted and pulled the hand away. No, no, Colton, you did good. That's a perfect little bitch noise. Keep it up. He stroked a hand along the zebra's stiff mane, then licked his neck. Colton shivered at the sensation of the warm, wet tongue on his fur, compounding the ongoing symphony of pleasure that Mark was carefully playing on his body. His dick had remained rock-hard throughout all of this, bobbing slightly, pre-cum dripping from the tip. He reached for it, eager to stroke himself, but Mark snatched his hand away and held it tightly. He wasn't as strong as Colton, but the zebra was getting the hang of this now. He didn't break free. Mark's pupils were hugely dilated, and he had a lustful look on his face as he eye-fucked Colton. Mm -hmm. Sexy He dug his fingers into his friend's hole one last time, then pulled them out. Too sexy to resist anymore. With his free hand, he pressed against Colton's chest, pushing him backwards until the zebra bumped into the wall. Turn around, stud muffin, he said, his hands urging Colton on. His roommate made a soft noise of protest but turned around. The time for any real disagreement was long past. Mark slid his hand along Colton's arms until their hands met, and he interlaced their fingers. His body pressed up against his friend's back, and the smaller horse rubbed back and forth. You feel so good, Colton, he said huskily. You've gotten me so worked up, bitch. I'm not sure I'll last very long, so let's get to it.
Mark pushed forward with his hips, angling carefully, the blunt tip of his dick slipping along the zebra's lube-slicked crack until it found purchase. Now, you're going to have to relax, Colton. The pain will pass. He said, then added, Well, it should. As Colton's eyes widened, the horse pushed forward, and his cock penetrated the zebra's anal ring. A spike of pain burst from Colton's rear, and he brayed unhappily. Mark ignored him, pushing deeper into his tight, inviting hole, until suddenly the discomfort and pain was joined by a wash of pleasure. The zebra gasped, and his friend laughed softly. Every time. Prostates are amazing, huh? Colton groaned in agreement. Holy shit. No wonder people kept wanting to bottom. This felt... unreal. It was unlike any other sensation, simultaneously pleasurable and uncomfortable. But he never wanted it to stop. Now that was sufficiently... Now that was sufficiently deep inside the zebra, Mark began pulling back slightly and then driving back in. He kept his pace slow and the links short until the zebra began to push back into him on each thrust. Then he started pushing in deeper and pulling out more, which made the zebra's little moans grow louder. Finally, he pulled out entirely and slammed all the way in, his testicles swinging like two pull balls, clapping against the zebra's even larger testicles with a meaty thud. A massive bray burst from Colton, and his dick spat a rope of surprisingly thick zebra precum against the wall. Mark snorted, smelling his bottom's arousal. The sweet, tangy scent of horny zebra always got his engine going. You smell so amazing, bitch. He muttered as he leveraged his slightly shorter height to continue his long, hard thrust, each pull making Colton move forward a little of his own accord just so that he could ram backwards on the return thrust. Colton groaned back at him in response, rolling his shoulders backwards, trying to rub himself against the horse. Their bodies melded together, conjoined by the fuck. The slightly smaller horse fitted as neatly as a glove into the hollow of his lover's back. Hips moved, bodies swayed, thrusts were fast, then slow, then fast again. Mark's muzzle rested on Colton's shoulder, his eyes closed. This was so much better than the other zebras he had slept with. Their hands still intertwined. He squeezed his roommate's fingers, feeling him squeezed back in silent confirmation. Colton's lips parted, and he turned his head a little, nuzzling the side of his muzzle on Mark's soft nose before speaking. Mark, please... His hand nodded gently against his neck and released the zebra's hands, gliding down to tightly grip his waist instead. Then, he snorted hard and pushed deeply one more time. Instead of pulling out again all the way, though, he began short, sharp thrust, only an inch or so of his mottled cock sliding in and out at a rapid pace. Colton groaned deeply, with long, erotic sounds, as his pleasure multiplied. He felt his balls beginning to rise, but his mind was too clouded with sensations to form a response. All he could was pull a hand off the wall, grab his dick tightly, and masturbate furiously as his orgasm barreled towards him. He could sense that this would be a huge one, 
Oh, crap. He didn't warn Mark about... The zebra's upheld dick flared, and Colton gave an escalating, breathy moan, rising in pitch and volume, his body arcing backwards powerfully. A massive column of semen burst from him, flying upward with incredible force. The liquid shot up above the equine's heads, hovering for one endless moment in the air like a lewd lava lamp, before splattering down, coating both of them in hot, musky zebra cum. But the zebra had only just started. Further spurts followed, each far larger and thicker than the regular horse's issue. The second flew high, too, and landed on Colton's chest, while the third caught Mark directly on the forehead, dripping down along his muzzle and mouth. Mark was only incidentally aware of his friend's exceptional orgasm, as the spasms of the tight virgin ass gripping his cock brought on his own. His thrust had ceased, and he was holding his roommate tightly around the waist, eyes tightly shut, mouth slightly ajar with concentrated lust, as he flooded that delicious hole with horse sex. A little zebra cum finally dripped into his mouth, and he licked it absentmindedly. Then, his eyes flew open, suddenly aware of being warm and wet all over. His eyes widened further as he watched another explosion of cum from his friend's dick, which was now so coated in its own liquid, it looked like it had changed color from pitch black to the same pale white as Mark's mane. The sight drove Mark to manage a couple of more spurts himself, but then he was entirely drained. Colton just kept going. Seaman was dripping down the wall, and off their dicks and scrotums, a thick pool gathered under their shaking bodies. Eventually, the zebra released his penis, finally spent. The fleshy pole slapped wetly against his thigh, bookending the orgasmic session. The top of his head was resting against the wall, and he placed the hand back alongside it. Then he slowly took it off again, looking at the cum he had just inadvertently smeared all over it. He sniggered, then laughed. A great hooting sound of deep amusement. Mark giggled along with him. <laughs> what? the horse asked lazily. I forgot to, um, warn you, zebras come like... Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what they say about zebras. He slowly pulled away from his friend, the last few inch of his dick slipping out of his ass and retreating into his sheath. A stream of horse cum followed it, running down Colton's leg. It barely made an impact on the veritable ocean of zebra cum on the floor. Mark ran a finger through the chest fur, now absolutely soaked in zebra. Can't say I've ever been bathed by one, though. He put a hand on his friend's shoulder, turning him around to face him and looked at his cum-soaked face and body. At least I'm not alone. He leaned in and kissed his friend. Thanks for making that bet, Colton. That was really fun. And I think I'm not too far off to say... You enjoyed it too? His voice took a questioning tone, and his ears perked forward for an answer. Colton laughed again. <laughs> dude, dude. He took a step back, taking in the well-marked horse who smiled and flicked some of his cum back at him. You are such a mess. Yeah, I enjoyed it all right. Don't think this means anything. I'm still a top. Mark nodded sagely. Of course, yes, definitely. 
Colton rolled his eyes and gently punched the horse on the shoulder. Bitch. I know you are, but what am I? Mark tapped Colton's nose. Gonna call you bitch boy now. How's that? Colton just shook his head good-naturedly and looked across at the bathroom. Listen, you don't want this stuff to dry on your fur, trust me. How about a shower? Mark nodded, grabbing his friend's arm and pulling their slimy bodies together. Absolutely. And after that, let's give Stephen a call. We need to thank him properly. And with that, we've come to the conclusion of our story. Once again, I want to thank Zaggy for allowing me to bring this story to you. Stay tuned for the next two episodes for more stories from Zaggy, or check out the older episodes for other stories from other amazing artists. I also want to thank you, the listeners, for coming back once again and joining us for another episode. Your support means the world to me, and I really hope that you've enjoyed yourself. Good night, and come again.